0: Hello, this is Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio. This week, we're going to have a rebroadcast of one of our earlier classic podcasts. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Episode 51, Giver's Gain, Chapter 8, A New Audience. listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chairman, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. To be sure you never miss an episode of the official BNI Podcast, subscribe at the iTunes Music Store or right on our homepage at BNIPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI Podcast brought to you by NetworkingNow.com, which is the leading site on the net for networking downloadables. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chairman of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. How are you, Ivan?
1: Doing great, Priscilla. Today, I'm going to be talking about uh, Chapter 8, the new audience, uh, the uh, Chapter 8 of the book Giver's Gain. As you may recall, I've been covering the book Giver's Gain. Uh, over the last several months, and, and my plan is to talk a little bit about each one of the chapters uh, so that people who have the book in front of them can also listen to a little bit of it right in my own voice so they're reading some of the material and and they hear me talking about it as well. I think it's a, a great uh, tool to, to use as you read the book. Great. Well, this section, Chapter 8, uh, really talks about uh, mostly 1995 through 2000 uh, for the most part, and, uh, and so, some really interesting things happened right about that time. I uh, was really trying to spend more time working on the business and less time working in the business, and it was really at that point that I was coming to the conclusion that I needed to be spending more time on strategic planning and content and material, and over the years, I'd read a lot of books and journals on marketing, but I hadn't read anything on networking. I mean, if you do a literature search prior to 1995, you'll find almost nothing on business networking and referral marketing prior to the mid-90s. And so I wanted to do a book that was a comprehensive book on networking and word of mouth. I did a book in 1989, Called Networking for Success, but it was a self-published book and it wasn't distributed much. And I really wanted to do a, a real book, you know, a, a main book that was published. And um, so I worked with uh, Ray Bard of Bard Press in 1994, and we published um, we published my first primary published book, big published book of the world's. Best Known Marketing Secret. And uh, it's probably important to note that Jeff Morris was the editor of that book, and Jeff is my co-author on this book, Giver's Gain. Jeff uh, has been involved in so many of my books, he ended up being uh, the the co-author with me of Giver's Gain. And that's when we came out with World's Best Known Marketing Secret, which I think is really the the core book for success in networking, and particularly in BNI. And what I wanted to do was to sort of write a book that was a blueprint that BNI members could use to uh, use BNI and use their other networks to become successful uh, in the networking process. And so there's a lot of really core philosophies of the organization that are spread through throughout this uh, this book.
0: Is that the reason you've written so many books? Aren't there like 10 now or something? <laughs>
1: There are, yeah. That, that led me into writing a number of other books. and uh, So there are now 10 books, including Giver's Gain that I've written, and we've got about six or seven more in the works. You know, the, the bottom line when I started writing the books was to provide educational content. You know, for members who are reasonably new to the organization, when, when we first came out with World's Best Known, there were no education coordinators in a chapter. Uh-huh. Because there was no content. I mean, we didn't have a lot of stuff. And as we started doing more and more books, it was like, oh, how do we communicate this to members? How do we give this content to members? And so and so, we, we started doing the books as a way of providing additional content for members and then later education coordinators. But you know what we discovered along the way, which was an amazing thing, is the publicity that you get from doing a book. Mm-hmm. If you go to the media particularly radio, but even newspaper and television. You say, I, I, I want to do, would you do an interview on me for my business? They'll say, i take an ad out. We don't want to interview you about your business, about BNI. i But Priscilla, the media will interview any idiot with a book. <laughs> and I have 10. Uh-huh. So I get lots and lots and lots of interviews. And, uh, and so that's one of the reasons why, I've been doing the books is because you get this incredible exposure and media opportunities to build the brand. And uh, I've now done well over a thousand radio, TV, and newspaper interviews, and almost all of them become uh, started because of the book. They want me to talk about the book. I talk about the book, and the, of course, they always ask, well, so what's one of the things that led you to write this book? And then I bring up BNI, and guess what? They end up spending most of the rest of the interview talking about BNI. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I talk about this in, in this book. I talk about one of uh, our strategic alliance partners, Jim Blassingame, in chapter eight of Gibber's Game. Jim Blassingame uh, runs a radio talk show called The Small Business Advocate. And uh, if you'd like to go to his website, it's the Small, small Business smallbusinessadvocate.com is his website, and uh, Jim has interviewed me dozens and dozens and dozens of times, and uh, if you do a search on me, you'll find probably 20 or 30 radio interviews that I've done with Jim. He's, he's been a real supporter of BNI, and I think the listeners of this podcast who want to hear half-hour interviews with me and Jim uh, should go do that because there's some great content there that, that's been done over the years. And my interviews with him have gone a lot better than my first one. I talk about my very first television interview in this. Um, and have you ever heard about my my live TV interview in Connecticut, Priscilla?
0: No, I'd love to hear about that.
1: Well, it's a real embarrassment. <laughs> it, you know, this is back before the time of... Um, uh, tape delay, you know, uh, since uh, Janet Jackson, you know, and everything's tape delayed now. But when I did this, was my first live television interview. I'll give you the, the short version of the story, and if you want the whole version, you're going to have to go uh, go read it. It's in around, uh, well, it's in chapter 8, around chap- page 68 of uh, Giver's Game to be an I story. Uh, I was in Connecticut. It was a live television show in the morning. I'm in the green room. It was a big show, a lot of people there. And while I'm sitting there, uh, Priscilla, this guy walked, up, uh, walked by as a, an Indian, and then some guy dressed as a construction worker, and then some guy dressed as a cop. And someone goes, gee, it looks like the village people. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, right, the village people are going to be on. And ne- then I see uh, we're, we're actually watching the TV show, and it says, and next on the Fairfield County Exchange, The village people and Dr. Ivan Meisner to talk about networking. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm on after the village people. Well, they wanted me to do something visual. So I decided I would do this little magic trick. Now, you've seen magicians where they take their hand and they throw their hand out and a flame comes out of their hand. You ever seen that, Priscilla?
0: Um,
1: maybe. Where did you see fire come out of a yeah. magician's hand or yeah. out of some box or something? Well, I had this little magic trick, and I'm an amateur magician, the key word being amateur. And, uh, and so I had this little thing where fire would come out, and I was going to open the book and they have this little flame come out. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm on after the village people. This is going to be really scary. I better put a little bit of more of that magic paper in there that makes it flame bigger. No, no. So I put some more in. And I watched the Village People, and they were great. And Of course, they're very visual. They wanted visual on this show. So what's the last song you think that they would do to be visual?
0: I have no idea. You tell me.
1: YMCA.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Of
1: course, right? right? So they pan out to the audience, and there's the entire audience standing on their feet doing the, the, the you know, with their arms, YMCA, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going on next. This is going to be a total embarrassment. Uh, this is horrible. I'm going to put a little more of that magic paper in there to get to get the flame to really kick. So I get out there, <laughs> it's a long story, but the bottom line, we got to the end of the interview, the host says, and... Um, you know, I have here a copy, copy of Dr. Meister's book, and she opens it up, and I have the little flame thing, so that you know, I was going to say, "Be careful, that book's hot." And I did the flame thing, and it shot way up into the sky, and she <laughs> jumped into the lap of her co-host, screaming at the top of her lungs. The camera stops, the director stops, uh, you know, nobody can say anything. All she can say is she's clutching her chest is, thank God I didn't swear on live television. And this is still coming out on the air. The last thing said before they cut was um, her co-host looking uh, out to the audience, uh, no, uh, looking backstage and saying, um, uh, wardrobe, new, new pants for her, please. Oh, no. <laughs> and the director says, cut, go to commercial. And that was my... Uh, first time on live television talking about the book. So uh, I've gotten a little better since then and and uh, you know, in, in most states, I'm considered an expert on networking, but in Connecticut, I'm considered an arsonist. <laughs> did she forgive you for that? She did. Yeah, she did. I tried to tell her two or three times what I was going to do, but and I talk about this in the story, in the long version of the story. So read the book and you get the whole story. But I did try to tell her two or three times that the director was in a rush and I didn't get a chance to tell her, and so uh, that's what that's what happened. But since world's best known, I've come out with books like Business by Referral and Masters of Networking, uh, Masters of Success, Masters Masters of Sales. Uh, soon, I've got, I've got a book coming out called The 29% Solution: 52 Weekly Networking Strategies. And these books uh, have really become a vital part of the BNI culture. And there's just so much content available uh, for education coordinators that you, you know you cannot be a member of BNI uh, without having just this wealth of content at your fingertips. fingertips. These podcasts are a great example, mm-hmm. but also the material. It's in, in the books. Just, just amazing. Well, that sounds great. Well, I know we need to wrap up. I, I think uh, to wrap up this chapter, Chapter 8, I think there's really four main factors for BNI's phenomenal growth from 1995 through 2000, first we've given BNI a solid foundation. You hear uh, about us talking in, in the first seven chapters about the foundation: a uh, good organizational structure, capable leaders, well-designed manuals. You cannot build a house until the foundation is solid, and everything started with the foundation of. The, the, the system and the way we run the meetings and the, and the the, the the schedule the meeting agenda and the manuals we now have almost a thousand pages of manuals for our directors and that started really in the early days second uh, the fact that bI is locally owned and operated ninety five percent of all of the revenues stay within the country that it operates in. It is a locally owned and operated program, and I think that 's one of the reasons that 's made it successful. Third is that we we jumped our borders in this in this uh, period of time one thousand nine hundred and ninety five and started spreading I- into new countries and spreading into new countries has helped to grow the organization and fourth is we made ourselves better known by publishing books. Uh, it's opened the door for media interviews, and we just got a ton of exposure uh, for the organization. In that five-year period, we ended up opening a half a dozen countries or more, and that really laid the groundwork for the next uh, next ten years uh, of the organization. And and that's a pretty good summary of Chapter chapter 8 uh, of Giver's Game.
0: Can I add uh, number five? Sure. I think it's uh, having somebody like you as, as the leader and the CEO of the company. I think it's, you're an amazing person, and you have a lot to offer, and it's wonderful to have you in, in the leadership role.
1: Well, thank you, Priscilla. I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, you know, I, I stepped down as CEO, actually. Oh, you're uh, not CEO. Of, uh, a chairman, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why that's important, because okay. it gives me an opportunity now to do this full-time. This is my function in the organization. I believe that the founder of an organization is really well positioned to be the spokesperson of an organization better than almost anyone else because they started the company. And and so I spend... The majority of my time now really working on the business, writing, speaking, doing these podcasts, writing articles, publishing books, as a way of building the brand and helping to educate and train members. And I appreciate you saying uh, what you said. It's it's a concerted effort that really began with this chapter's topic. I mean, 1995. uh, That's when I started thinking that I wanted to really be the spokesperson for the organization. And it was a darn near a a, a 10-year journey to get to where I'm at at this point. You know, I like to tell people I'm a 20-year overnight
0: success.
1: (laughs) It took me 10 years when I decided I wanted to really work more on the business to be able to, in fact, be working on the business. But thank you very much.
0: You're so welcome. Well, I think we've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you, Dr. Meisner. I just want to let the listeners know that this podcast has been brought to you by NetworkingNow.com which is the leading site on the net for networking downloadables. Thanks for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another episode of the official b podcast.